please listen carefully. All right, this is round two of Five Question Friday. I took five questions from everything you guys submitted online, and we're going to rattle through them and dig a little deeper. All right, here we go. Question one. What is your main intention behind your podcast? And I had to really honestly reflect about this question because I think there are a lot of reasons that I um, am pursuing this avenue. And those reasons have changed um, over time, especially over the last few months and transitioning from the original podcast name Part of the Process and rebranding to um, Lemon Soul. But at the end of it, the all-encompassing intention behind the podcast is to just help one person make a better decision for their life. If I can inspire one person to do better and be better, that's the end goal, you know, and not only inspiring people, but educating them on how to do those things and having these conversations that allow us to give people the tools to actually, you know, facilitate those changes because we're always told, be positive, follow your dreams, like don't be afraid to fail. You need to love yourself. Self-love comes first. And we hear these things all the time. And yeah, they are things I promote and that I believe in. Those are all things that I stand by. But I think the conversation often ends there, especially in the short format on social media. So I think this podcast allows us to have longer conversations and give people the tools on how to implement these things. And not everything that works for one person is going to work for the next, but maybe something will. And that's the whole intention, is just hoping that someone can take something from these conversations and implement it into their lives and have a small change. In the end, I I hope that some of the tools really are leading towards allowing us to become the best version of ourselves. And this podcast is about showcasing people that, you know, have done that or are in the process of doing that and are being honest about the process and how they got to being where they are. And that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone that comes on the podcast, you know, the goal isn't, for me anyways, the goal isn't to be like, you have to be happy. You have to live your best life and be happy all the time. I've heard this recently and something that really stuck with me is that if I'm sad, I can't be happy. You can't have those things simultaneously is what I'm saying because they're opposites. But I can have a full life and still be sad, and still have a down day, and have a down week, and have a down month, and still have a full life, and not feel like I'm missing out. I feel like we aim for this idea of being happy, and in that process, we lose the importance of really the richness that comes from the darkness. And that's where Lemon Soul really comes from, is the idea that Everyone is going to have struggles and hardships in their life. They're all going to be different, but you can't tell me there's someone that hasn't had a rough time. And Lemon Soul is about figuring out a way to utilize that sour part and using it as fuel to make something really sweet. Because the sour on its own, while it sucks, is 100% and completely necessary if we want to grow. 
and if we want to learn and if we want to really and truly appreciate the other side of it, you have to live through and soak up all the sour and all the struggle. So I think the podcast at the end of the day is about encouraging the idea that no one is alone in their struggles and that it's 100% completely okay to be inside of that and to know that there's light on the other side. It's okay to be sad and it's okay to be angry and ashamed and embarrassed. Those are all natural emotions. My take is that if we allow those feelings to be a part of our lives, we can use the sour, you can use the lemon and make something very, very sweet. Okay, so the second question says, what is your passion? And that's a loaded question um, because my passion has changed a thousand times. Um, and I honestly, I think I used to be really uneasy about that idea, but I know I have talked about online on my Instagram about kind of coming to terms with the idea that I change my mind a lot and I try a lot of different things. And now I focus on saying that I'm just endlessly curious and I just want to keep learning. My passions in the past um, have been more solely focused on photography and art um, and filmmaking. And then I began to dabble in my love and my passion for animal rescue and animal advocacy Um, then I fell in love with listening to podcasts and that became my passion and I've listened to thousands of hours of podcasts which then led to my passion in hosting a podcast and having these conversations. My most recent passion that I have dived headfirst into as you guys have seen online um, is for yoga and, and that exploration but I will say none of my you know none of these former in air quotes, passions have ever really left me. Uh, I'm, I've definitely dabbled in and out of them. And I have a passion for all those things. But I really think at the end of the day, almost every single passion that I've been involved with has always been led by the idea of helping others live a full life by leading by example and doing those things for myself. Okay, so this third question was a little challenging to answer, but it's definitely um, important. It says, how do you have the motivation to be such a genuinely good person? And I just want to say thank you, Brittany, for thinking so highly of me. Um, I suppose I do consider myself a good person, so I I appreciate that compliment. Knowing what it feels like to be in a dark place with no perceivable escape. Knowing what that feels like so purely and so heavily has been the core, core motivation for me not wanting anyone else to ever feel that way especially not on my account that's the main reason why uh, I make art it's why I've shot the films that I have it's why I focus my energy on bringing happiness to other people 
because we we never know what someone else is carrying around with them and if I can compliment someone on their nail polish at the bank and make them feel good even for a moment that's important to me to know that I've made an effort big or small in some way in hopes that that brings joy to someone's life so maybe for a moment if they're going through something they don't have to feel that way for 30 seconds it's important to me and I think it should be important to everyone to be good to each other the world needs a lot more love and I can't expect anyone else to do that if I'm not doing it first I think another motivation for me has always been the fact that I've attended a lot of funerals since I was young as many of my friends have actually I have each of those prayer cards hanging on the mirrors in my car um, from all the funerals that I've been to of friends and family members as a reminder of how lucky I am to wake up when they can't so honestly, I just, I, I want to do the best I can and be the best person I can because I don't want to waste time on anything else because it's, that's not important to me. For me, the greatest success in life is being a good person and being a kind person and following my heart wherever it takes me. I think the third note for that is that I don't believe in mainstream media anymore. Um, I see it, honestly, I see it solely as a business and people making money off the idea that this world is going to collapse soon um, and that it's dangerous and that we should be fearful of what's going on around us when statistically that simply is not true. My motivation is that the more good energy we put out, the more it will spread and then the more we can all receive. I think the biggest thing for me is is knowing that I can't change how the rest of the world unfolds, but I can control my perspective and my outlook and how I choose to spend my time. And that's just focusing on how to make things better instead of dwelling on the everything else. Okay, so the fourth question here says, what takes up too much of your time? And I feel like a lot of things take up too much of my time in a good way. But something that takes up too much of my time in a bad way and something that I don't think I'll ever really stop doing, but something that I'm getting better at, um, I spend too much time caring about what other people think. And I know that's cliche to say, and I feel like it's also cliche to say it's a cliche, <laughs> um, but I was getting to a point up where I was really noticing um, how upset I would get when something out of my realm was bothering me. I, as an empath, carry a lot of other people's issues like on my chest. And I've always relied on just saying, I'm an empath, you know, I feel everyone else's feelings and that's just the way I am. And I also am in constant consideration of what other people are thinking of me for the same reason. And I got to a point of being like, it's not healthy for me to just use that as my excuse. And I, kn I knew that I was spending too much time 
wondering what other people thought and not enough time actually following through on the ideas that I wanted to pursue. So I, you know, and that's something I still do a lot and I'm working on it. It's a work in progress and I'm okay with that. Um, but I'm now at a point where I just honestly say, fuck it. When I want to do something, uh, but I'm scared of being judged or, you know, wearing a certain outfit or posting something online, I like rack my brain of like, oh, what if, you know, it offends someone or what if someone thinks of me this way or what if they don't think that this is what I should be portraying or what if this and what if that and it's just this endless cycle and I get to a point where I just tell myself, fuck it. And I say that to myself a lot in my brain quite often. So I think I spend a lot of my time racking my brain that way and a way that I've combated that is part, partly saying fuck it and the other part saying you're a good person and if I fail at yoga or if I fail at launching this podcast or if I suck at something it doesn't change the fact that I care about people I look for the good in others and I do my best to do good in the world so who really cares about everything else And honestly, everyone else is focused on their own stuff anyways, so they're probably not thinking those things regardless. But even if they are, it says more about that person than it does about me if I know who I am. So something I'm working on that I believe still takes up too much of my time, but I think that's that's something we all struggle with, is caring what everyone else thinks. At the end of the day, I have to care about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. All right. And the final question is a three-part question, I suppose. What were the best part of your 20s, the not-so-best parts, and advice for us 20-somethings? So coming up, I'm being 26. Uh, I'm still only halfway through my 20s, um, but regardless, honestly, in my current situation, has been the best part of my 20s. It's the, the best part is um, the self-realization, I think, um, and my shift in mindset that life doesn't have to be so serious. That's been the best part is the learning and relearning what being successful means to me and being proud of the fact that my success comes from my life's fulfillment and not in dollar signs. My happiness, my contentment, and my satisfaction are all a result of not giving a fuck anymore. And that's not a perfect practice, and I will say that. It takes a lot of time and effort into having that attitude, and there are definitely a lot of moments where I still care and I still give a fuck. But the best part of my 20s is, has been that majority of how I feel has been a letting go and a release and just trusting that everything is going to be okay. The worst parts of my 20s so far, um, I think, were, well, let me say this first. The worst part 
is also the completely necessary and important part of my journey that led me to be able to enjoy the best parts. With that being said, the worst parts of my 20s thus far has been in my earlier years uh, of self-loathing, struggling with mental illness, um, and the heartbreak of relying on other people to feel good about myself, which subsequently led to not taking care of myself and not taking care of my body. The worst part of my 20s was blaming myself for everything that happened to me. And that's a pretty broad description. Um, I'm not going to get into an hour divulgent conversation about the worst parts of my 20s. But I will say that the toughest years were spent struggling with thinking that I needed someone else to give me love in order for me to be happy. So my advice for 20-somethings or any age somethings would be to get on your path to healing sooner than later. I decided that I didn't want to be that person that says I wasted my 20s, whether it was because I was depressed and didn't want to get help, or I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to do, or because I was too stressed out. To be honest, it it was after listening to so many podcasts, it's something that I heard a lot of people coming on and speaking say that they wasted their 20s and they really found their true selves when they were 30. Or that someone wasted their 30s and they didn't find themselves till they were 40. And I I really just didn't, I just didn't want to waste my time anymore. Especially having mentioned about having lost friends that don't have the opportunity to be living their life. It's my duty to live the best life that I can because there are people that don't have that opportunity. I suppose I, I went through the process of healing, which is very dark and dirty for a long time, or it can be for some people. And I got to a place in my life where, or I allowed myself to do whatever I could to live presently. And that would be my second piece of advice, I think, is to truly live in the present moment and I know that sounds like so hippie to say um but the future may or may not show up and when tomorrow comes it's going to be a today so you have to really pay attention to the small things in life if you want to be present you have to pay attention to the very little things as best as you are capable of doing and when you do appreciate the small things You'll value everything else as a ripple effect. So I think it really comes down to being grateful because when you're present, you allow yourself the ability to just take in your immediate surroundings. And even if that's during like a really shitty time in your life, soak it up and be inside of that. You know, being present isn't just being about being present in the moment when things are great and wonderful and you're enjoying the sunshine and you're enjoying, you know, someone's laugh. Living in the present moment is about understanding what it feels like to be uncomfortable and breathing through that process. 